Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Boyer's Modern History of Muskoka with your host, Patrick Boyer. I'm Patrick Boyer. It's been 18 years now since an Ontario cabinet minister cast Muskoka District into the twilight zone of lost identity. However, the good news is that Muskoka's municipal leaders are now doing something about it. The it is how Premier Dalton McGuinty's government removed Muskoka's Northern Ontario designation under the Northern Ontario Heritage Fund and disqualified Muskoka from benefits offered by the Northern Services Board. In short, how Queen's Park has denied Muskoka and its residents the financial benefits every other district in Ontario has been receiving for the past 18 years. Instead of being treated as the Northern Ontario district, which it is, getting adjustments because of the North Country's vast distances, fewer people, lower assessments, and higher costs. Muskoka has had to compete for funding with Ontario's major urban centers, from Windsor to Hamilton, Toronto to Ottawa. Are you starting to think this sounds bizarre? Really bizarre? You're right to be thinking that. Let's begin the story in 1868. That's when Muskoka first emerged as a, as a defined district. On February 28 that year, Ontario's legislature created Muskoka, Perry Sound, and Nipissing as distinct Northern Ontario districts from lands that for countless centuries had been Indigenous hunting grounds and homelands. The province encouraged settlement by giving free land to homesteaders who opened up Ontario's northern frontier. Those 1868 district boundaries are the ones you know today, the ones people still see on any map. But then in 2004, the McGuinty government unilaterally removed Muskoka from the Northland districts and without any discussion or agreement, combined it with provincial counties all the way down to Lake Ontario. Queen's Park <laughs> did not even try to reroute the Severn River, Muskoka's southern boundary, nor attempt to cover over all the of Muskoka's exposed bedrock or otherwise relocate the land. The province simply implemented its one-dimensional idea that Muskoka no longer belonged with Ontario's Northland districts on the Canadian Shield. So, you rightly ask, who came up with that nonsensical idea? 
who could possibly think that because wealthy folk and star celebrities enjoy Muskoka and have summer homes here, that every Muskokan is rich and thus undeserving of the province's northern benefit programs to help sparsely populated and low-income northern districts? Uh, you're probably at least thinking such a person could not be a northerner, right? Wrong. It was Sudbury's member of the legislature, Rick Bartolucci, who landed in cabinet as Dalton McGinty's Minister of Northern Development and Mines. Here's what Bartolucci said about the decision to rescind Muskoka's status as a northern district. Quote, we need to ensure resources earmarked for northern communities are in fact directed accordingly rather than areas outside of what has traditionally been known to be Northern Ontario. Doesn't that just take your breath away? Muskoka portrayed as, quote, outside what is traditionally known to be Northern Ontario, close quote. That mind-numbing mischaracterization of Muskoka was clearly covered for some other nonsense. Muskoka District Chair John Clink correctly identifies Minister Bartolucci's decision as motivated by petty politics. Being from Sudbury, states Clink, Bartolucci, quote, got it in his mind that if he removed Muskoka, there would be more money available for communities in the north, close quote. So the provincial government transferred Muskoka from northern Ontario to southern Ontario without consulting officials in the district. Clink told reporter Andrew Cruikshank of Cottage Life magazine this month. It was, he explained, just a line item buried in a budget. That's, of course, how governments like to sneak something past folks when they're pulling a fast one, a measure that's never been discussed, debated, or scrutinized to see if it is valid public policy. Just bury it in the mass of details. You can be sure that if the McGinty government had openly presented a measure in the Ontario Assembly to disqualify Muskoka from Northern financial benefits, Bartolucci's ill-conceived political self-interest could not have prevailed. However, there are even deeper layers to this. Do you imagine Minister Bartolucci pulled this off without some collaboration at the senior level of Ontario's bureaucracy? Well, back in the 1960s and 1970s, the upper realms of Ontario's public service shifted to more radical positions. The 60s revolution was underway. The old political order was vanishing and even the long-governing progressive conservative governments of Ontario were changing their values and reversing policies. A couple senior analysts with the Department of Municipal Affairs down in Toronto said that because Muskoka was just a playground for rich members of society, it would be a good to stop the district getting provincial funds they believed Muskoka did not need. When this proposal to eliminate the district's northern financial benefits 
came to the attention of Robert Boyer, Muskoka's elected representative in the legislature, he actively moved to stop it. My father presented the true face of Muskoka to those at Queen's Park. He showed that in addition to splendid seasonal re residences for North America's select, around them were many small houses of year-round Muskokans working hard and getting by on so little money they lived below the poverty line. Not in a few isolated cases, but in a widespread way. Around Queen's Park and with the officials directly concerned, MPP Boyer wiped away that rich folk cosmetic that some people from a distance apply to Muskoka. He was able to quash the plan to cut Muskokans from northern financial adjustments. But that was in the 1970s. In 2004, when Rick Bartolucci envisaged he could serve more pie for the North if fewer got a slice, a fresh generation of senior civil servants in Toronto had been raised on the idea that Muskoka was a reserve for the rich. They guided Minister Bartolucci and his idea to remove Muskoka's northern district status, and it snuck through. There's this perception of Muskoka as the land of the rich and famous, District Chair Clink told Cottage Life magazine this month. That may be true of some seasonal residents, he continued, but Muskoka's permanent residents struggle. Muskoka's municipal leaders, led by Klink, are finally seeking to reverse the detrimental, confusing, and incomprehensible status that, for the past 18 years, has kept the district in a twilight zone of Bartolucci's making. Two months ago, reports Cottage Life, District Chair Klink, with support of Muskoka's municipally elected representatives, re requested Greg Rickford, Ontario's Minister of Northern Development today, to officially reinstate Muskoka as what it has been since 1868, a Northern Ontario district. Rickford, himself a Northerner, is MPP for Kenora Rainy River. He seems open to the idea, especially because Muskoka's leaders documented for him the valid grounds for rescinding the McGuinty government's 2004 exclusion. They should find the Premier himself receptive. Doug Ford associates proudly with Muskoka. In the current issue of Unique Muskoka magazine, he declares how, after 35 years at his family Port Sydney residence, Muskoka is my second home. To his credit, Premier Ford has explicitly challenged the banal cottage country designation. Instead, he upholds the intrinsic qualities of Northern Ontario and its diverse districts. Certainly, when it comes to Muskoka from Etobicoke, the province's premier does not think that he's going to central Ontario, as some classify Muskoka and Perry Sound. He's heading for northern Ontario, a different place. Muskoka, 
as the southernmost of Ontario's districts, became known for offering urban southerners the closest access to the Canadian Shield's rugged beauty and Northland appeal. Since the 1860s, Muskoka District has been a hinge between metropolitan values and hinterland practices. After a station break, we'll see whether Muskoka's northern identity can be salvaged. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Boyer's Modern History of Muskoka, with your host, Patrick Boyer. Welcome back. I'm Patrick Boyer. We've been examining prospects for Muskoka's reinstatement as one of Ontario's original northern districts. But while today's Northern Affairs Minister, Greg Rickford, prepares to reverse his predecessor, Rick Bartolucci's exclusion of Muskoka, other elements need to be brought into the picture as well. Some classify Muskoka as a regional district. But this needs to be understood to mean only that Muskoka, alone among all Ontario districts, offers a number of municipal services on a district-wide basis. That is all that regional means when applied to Muskoka. When Muskoka district government uh, was reorganized in 1970, its boundaries remained the same. Elsewhere in Ontario during the 1970s, Ontario's Municipal Affairs Minister Darcy McHugh consolidated many separate municipalities into larger regional ones. Muskoka was only reorganized internally. It remained a district with the same land it had since 1868. It did not become a larger or regional municipality in any formal way, the, maze, the way so many others did. However, what has happened is that the province groups entire sections of Ontario for particular purposes. This is the second way Muskoka has lost its identity. For example, Ontario's Health Minister Sylvia Jones might consider how her ministry contributes to Muskoka's loss of identity. The Health Ministry's map of its provincial administrative regions shows Muskoka not with its fellow districts, but grouped instead with Toronto and all counties south to Lake Ontario. There have been many such jurisdictional extensions as Queen's Park combines Muskoka with territories beyond the district's borders for governing purposes. For electoral representation, Muskoka since inception has been sliced and grafted or joined entirely to neighboring electoral districts north, east, or south. A similar pattern applies to judicial services and the administration of justice. The provincial government now extends Muskoka into surrounding counties and districts for other major public purposes too. 
such as education, health service, medical programs, social and family services, and economic incentive plans. However, this effort at rationalization becomes insane when you realize that these combinations differ from one government department to the next. Muskoka is blended with Halliburton for education, with Simcoe for medical, social, and family services, with Perry Sound for political representation, with Perry Sound and Simcoe both for judicial affairs. Being stretched into so many different shapes, Muskoka's boundary lines on the map have administratively been erased to the point of disappearing. To illustrate this, just look at Muskoka's confusing status as presented by Wikipedia. I'll summarize. For some purposes, says Wikipedia, Muskoka District and Perry Sound District are treated as part of Northeastern Ontario, although they are geographically in Central Ontario. Okay, where is that? Central Ontario, says Wikipedia, is located within the primary region of Southern Ontario, which places it geographically in the south-central part of the province. Wikipedia then goes on to make this distinction about Southern Ontario, in which it places Muskoka and Perry Sound. Southern Ontario is a primary region of the province of Ontario. The other primary region being Northern Ontario. These chains, these chain links of vague classifications place Muskoka conceptually outside Northern Ontario. But these free-floating boundaries are not the lawful borders of Ontario districts as enacted by the legislature. When that happened for Muskoka, Perry Sound, and Nipissing districts, MPPs recognized them as the province's northern frontier because they all straddled the Canadian shield and displayed unmistakable North Country attributes. They still do. Here's what else Wikipedia, the most consulted source for information and thus the greatest influencer of informed public opinion, says about Ontario's dividing line between North and South. Prairie Sound District is geographically in Southern Ontario, but the Ontario and federal governments administer it as part of Northern Ontario. The district also is included in the service areas of Ottawa's FedNor and Queen's Park's Northern Ontario Heritage Fund. Accordingly, in most administrative contexts, says Wikipedia, the division is grouped with, being Perry Sound, is grouped with the Northern Ontario region instead of Southern Ontario, which it again emphasizes is mainly geographic. So the online encyclopedia's authors segregate on the basis of geography and administration trying to keep up with how dozens of different government departments and public programs fragment ground-level realities. Next, 
Wikipedia says Perry Sound, Muskoka, and Halliburton are considered part of Ontario's cottage country, which it states is geographically in the primary region of southern Ontario and the secondary region of central Ontario. Is this not a true twilight zone? Muskoka, says Wikipedia, geographically located within the central Ontario region of the province, which it explains is part of southern Ontario, then adds that Muskoka is treated as part of northern Ontario and even eastern Ontario by some government departments. The exact northern boundary of southern Ontario, continues Wikipedia, quote, is disputed. However, the core region is situated south of Algonquin Park, an area of transition between coniferous forest north of the French and Mattawa rivers and southern deciduous forest. Close quote. But then Wikipedia goes on to contradict that precise forestry line between north-south by explaining that, quote, Perry Sound and Muskoka districts also lie in the transitional area between northern and southern forest regions, close quote. So rather than adhering to legal boundaries of Ontario districts, ideas are put in play that forestry criteria govern, except Wikipedia also then adds geological criteria too, which again align territory differently. On top of that, Wikipedia throws in population statistics, climatic conditions, and cultural attributes. Quote, Southern Ontario differs greatly from Northern Ontario. The online encyclopedia states, in that it has a much higher population density, a different climate, and a different culture than its northern counterpart. So, where are we? Although Perry Sound and Muskoka districts are said, based on this hodgepodge of factors, to be geographically within central Ontario, they are simultaneously acknowledged to be administered as part of Northern Ontario by federal economic development programs due to the Northern District's special economic circumstances. The wrinkles keep appearing. Perry Sound, but not Muskoka, is also classed administratively as being within an extended primary Northern Ontario region by the provincial government for reasons similar to those Ottawa applies to assist Ontario's Northland. The southern part of the district of Nipissing is said by Wikipedia to be in central Ontario, which it says extends geographically as far north as the Mattawa River. However, like Muskoka and Perry Sound, all of Nipissing is treated administratively as part of northern Ontario. Now, if you're really dizzy, I'll stop. There are even deeper dimensions to Muskoka's vanishing in this Ontario twilight zone, but that's for another time. Thanks for listening. The producer of Boyer's Modern History of Muskoka here at Hunters Bay Radio in Huntsville is Matt Fisher. I'm Patrick Boyer. Boyer.